You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your out of ideas hosts, Eddie and Matt. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Fantastic. Okay. The one thing that we have to talk about today mm-hmm. is the long con. The long con? And we don't have a lot to say about it. No, no. I mean... So start talking. Yeah. Make with the palaver. So, <clears throat> good word. I like that. Um, so, you know, we've got all this cool special guests. You know, John Watson of Torque, John Roberson with Savage Riffs and Riffs. And Bill Barsh. Bill Barsh of Pacesetter Games. I got Barshed. We've got uh, Ben Burns of Big uh, New Comet. Who cares? I know. Um, Screw that guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, we've got uh, David Beatty of Weird Frontiers, Stiff Whisker Press. Brendo LaSalle. Of Goodman Games and his retinue of amazing adventures. We've got Jonathan Thompson of Battlefield Press. And I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah, you're forgetting the... Rules is written. Oh yeah, and Matt, what's the other show? Yeah. Matt and uh, Stefan. Stefan of Rules is written and the Great Bay Breezer Express. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we and there's still way more cool people to come interact with, and we're I'm really excited. I, I, I'm genuinely getting excited. But you know who the best special guests are? Our regulars, just those people who show up to play games. They're the real special guests. But you know who the even better special guests are, don't you? Who's that? The No Class Podcast guys are going to be there. Ah, oh, those guys. Yeah. They're the worst. They twisted my arm and I told them they could do a live podcast from the venue. A live venue. podcast. Wow. So we'll have another mic set up so people can come up and harass us and ask us questions and mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we see. see. But as always, I get the final edit. We might have the Lily's Livestock even come over and chime in or something. Who is that? I've I never heard know. of that guy before. What? Who? Livestock. That sounds unnatural. At least they're alive. Exactly. Some sort of degenerate, I'm sure. So, so that's exciting. Now, so are, is uh, Bill Barsh, people at the con last year got a chance to play in the Dash for Cash, where you would play in a really cool three-dimensional, lit, well-painted, coolly laid out dungeon, a literal... You know, three-dimensional dungeon. Where you were going to be head hand-fed grapes, peeled grapes, and fanned mm-hmm. by one of those big massive fans exactly, like you're an Egyptian exactly. pharaoh or something. But so, but this year, you have a chance to compete in that and enjoy that lush, beautiful terrain, all while getting barshed. Yeah, you guys are going to get barshed in the barsh. You better, you better hitch up, you hitch up your panties, baby. And because you people that listen to this podcast are the best attendees and mm-hmm. our most special special friends best of the best do don't play a rogue if you're if yeah, you get yeah. in that game if you can hear the sound of our voices don't, don't play, play a rogue. rogue do yourself a favor you will never ever pick up a backstab you, you, it's, it's not gonna happen it'd be the worst roguery you've ever roguered. but anyway but other than that you'd be excited I'm, oh it's gonna be fun oh, but fun. now you've got a strategy tip for the win mm-hmm. first place is gonna be a hundred bucks oh wow second place 50 bucks Third place, twenty-five American dollars. So let me get this straight. Plus, you get bragging rights. It's a really fun game. You get to play on three-dimensional terrain. You're going to get announced during the big uh, squeaky cage. Call them out for being cool. Thing. Yeah, the defending champs not coming back this year, oh so my. you have a chance to steal that away. And here's the crazy part: what if you win first or second place, you essentially went to our con for free. 
Well, if you get first place, you could have brought a friend or you mm-hmm. doubled your money. How cool is that? We are the best. We, we are the we, best con hosts ever. We really ever. are the absolute best. And we've got some fabulous, fabulous, fabulous raffle prizes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So we certainly didn't raise the price of our con because... I won't let him. Yeah, won't let me. Um, and, you know, these are these are tougher economic times for some people. So the showing us that we care and love y'all, we didn't raise the price this year, even though, you know, the price of everything's gone up. Um, and, you know, but our raffle tickets, uh, we, want, we we really upped our, our prize game. Well, I would say almost it's for convenience as well. Mm-hmm. So if we haven't mentioned it, we that's the one concession that I will give that we're going to raise those prices. Yeah. But I mean, before people were winning, you know, $150 board games or something for a dollar now. Were they? Yeah. Were they? Oh, yeah. Were they? But now for $5, you're winning a $150. Well, there are very few people that just bought one raffle ticket anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. People would usually go, hey, this a 20 and got 20 tickets. Well, now you're going to get, you know. And you don't, the most important thing is, is you don't have to fill out 20 individual tickets anymore. Oh. So this is trying to pass that on to you. This is not the like, they're price gouging us. No. Most people were going to spend at least $5 on on raffle tickets anyway. Anyway. So that's not a change. It's just instead of having to fill out five or 10 or 20 or a million. We had guys that would hand us a Hunsky. So we literally had stampers made for some of those high rollers because they'd be like, they'd look at us like, ugh, I have to fill out a hundred tickets. And we're like, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to win. So it makes it easier for everybody. Mm -hmm. The guy that throws in a hundred bucks still has as much chance to win as ever. Exactly. It's not like their value of, of badges went up or value of uh, raffle tickets went up. Yeah. So, and hopefully the things will go faster because during that, that break between game two and three on Saturday, we've got to, you know, announce the winners now for the dash for cash. Um, we've got to do the raffle. We usually there's cake to be eaten Mm -hmm. because what con gives you cake? Cake is love and we love y'all and we show it because we give you cake. Delicious, delicious cake. Um, I can't wait to see this image on a cake. Um, and then there's the other shenanigans that tends to go on during that, that hour break. So, you know, anything we can do to kind of pare it down. Cause people are also usually trying to find time to get a bite to eat, use the John, interact with our vendors. And that's one thing I like about us giving that set break in between games. I want people to have time to interact with our vendors. And, mm-hmm. our, and I'm sure our vendors appreciate that. And I'm sure the, the con goers appreciate that. Yeah. Support the hotel. Mm-hmm. Support the vendors. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that make this price reasonable for you. Mm-hmm. Because if you go, like if you don't get a room and you don't spend one thin dime with the hotel for food or drinks or any of that, mm-hmm. then they're less inclined to want us to come back because yeah. they're trying to sell rooms and food and yeah. drinks. I almost wanted to crow about our new location uh-huh. has a lot of really cool places to eat within a short walking distance walking if you're someone who flew into the con or you know whatever but then again i didn't want to do that because i want to encourage you to try to eat at the con if you can you know i mean but there's a a nice old style diner within walking distance where you could get like a traditional diner breakfast thing it's called lizzie's papacitas is like right there um to get the margaritas and whatnot, and they have that chili powder on their chips, delicious. Um, 
and then there's a Jason's Deli close by, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, you've got some good options if you're like, all right, I'm a good sport. I came in on Thursday and I ate two or three times at the hotel. I need to break up, yeah. you know. Yeah, go for it. But definitely try to buy some drinks and some food from the hotel. And I will say this, if it's, if it's shades of the past where, like, the, say a previous facility didn't lead with their best foot and gave us some raw and overcooked hamburgers, I mean, yeah, if, if, if they end up – Phoning it in, I don't blame you, but at least give them a try. Yeah, for sure. Don't don't try to don't bring the baggage of the last place we were at to this new place because I really have a good feeling like they're they really want to woo us and but at the same time we want to woo them too. So it's going to right. take everybody pulling together to. I mean, if you're local, obviously you don't necessarily get a room, but if you think you're going to maybe want to at this this is the con where you're going to have some after hours fun. And I'm not saying that Wait, the what? I've talked to him about the bar staying open a little later and we like to drink and cut up and have fun until war stories and all that stuff. And if you want a chance to really hobnob with Brendan LaSalle, David Beatty, if, if bad Mike shows up, Zach Glazier, you know, from frog God or whatever. And some of these other guys, they're a lot, they're a hoot. They're, they're really fun. And they got great stories. And that's, and so that's, yeah, definitely buy a drink, hang out in the bar, even if it's just one. You know, get a beer. Every little bit helps. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, and we were, we've talked about this many times. Is we want to keep this as a you know premium event. Yeah. We yeah. don't want to do it at Joe Blow Hotel, Motel, No Tail Motel. Yeah, that, that, we don't want to do it out in the barn. We yeah. don't want to do it at the Mod Cob. We want to be or the fairgrounds. Yeah, yeah. in a hotel so mm-hmm. that you can go right to bed and wake up in the morning and get back to your games. And yeah. we want it to be nice. Yeah. We keep, we'll never get huge. Yeah. So if you're like, I wish there was a huge con. Sorry, we can't do that. But we can put you up in the nicest hotel possible in town and give you the nicest facilities possible mm-hmm. and the ooh la la vendors so that when you're in there, you're like, hey, these guys have a damn nice setup for yeah. a little bitty podunk con, if you will. But but this, this is a team effort. That's what we've been talking about. But to make it very clear is like we want to provide this for you. If you want to see it continue, you know. Then you, in turn, you know, pay it forward, whatever. Buy a drink, buy a meal. Make sure they're aware that you're with the long con or whatever. So, yeah, and thanks, everybody. I know we're kind of beating a dead horse on some of this, but <laughs> sometimes it seems like you have to. We have to. Yeah. It's one of those, like, if you want it to stick, you have to say it five times. Uh-huh. So, yeah. and this is preaching to the choir. Yeah, you I mean, people that are listening, you, guys are, you the get faithful. it. You understand. So just go out and tell everyone around you four more times. It's the con. Turn to the people on your left or your right and grab their head, great big head, and say, listen, chomp. Anyway, um, so real quick, though, a recap. What cool vendors do we have coming this year? Go ahead. So we got uh, <laughs> David D. with Etten Games coming all the way from Houston with his usual collection of amazing stuff. Check. There's a good chance that uh, Zach and Bad Mike are going to come for Frog God with some Frog Godery. Or Bad Mike's books. Bad Mike's One of books. the two. One of the two. And Bad Mike usually has an interesting selection of stuff. And Frog God has some really great product for 5e and other systems. One of the biggest ooh-la-la things that you should come out for, even if you're like, I'm not going to the con, is Pace Setter Games. It's coming uh-huh. all the way from Michigan. Michigan. And he's got a really, he's got these box sets. There's one that we did, like the Blood Cults or something, that was really good. And it was a complete campaign. It old the OSR, it was really good and had great artwork and well written. A lot of fun. We enjoyed that one. We remember- he's going to use one of those as uh, his 
Dash for Cash or whatever you want to oh, call okay, it, cool. Adventures 2. That's great. So you may end up playing that and going like, oh, I need the full thing now. Exactly, yeah. And that's that's when you get that little taster, and then like, I want to know how the rest of it goes. Snatch it up. But um, yeah, but he's going to be – we didn't think he was going to vend, but he's going to vend. I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm blind He's blown. above and beyond. Yeah. We may never see him again here. Yeah, avail He's yourself. doing us a massive favor. Mm-hmm. We are so happy he's doing it. Absolutely. Encourage him to come back. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you that. I always bring some cash to our con and other cons. I always want to spend some money with the vendors because I appreciate them. And, and I get it. If you don't show these people some appreciation – they go away. I mean, if they're not making some money and you know, these guys aren't getting rich, but like, you know, they, they're not doing it for charity. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta spend a little money with them, but we've got, like you said, pace setter, Etten games. I think, uh, Ben's going to be vending. So that's a uh, new comet, you know, dark Colt, whatever. Yeah. He doesn't really need any more money. Put, put your money anywhere yeah, else that, that you want. Yeah. That, yeah. Don't, 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 don't encourage Ben. He's going to have some very cute. What is it? Light up. Dice. Oh, he's got so these. they flash when you roll oh, them. Oh yeah, then they different colors and oh wow, yeah, they're really pretty. I don't lie, they're pretty neat. He's gonna probably bring those. Um, and then uh, otherwise we've got uh, what's the guy who does the comic books? Pocket Jacks. Pocket Jacks is coming it. back. He was oh, there last and Mr. Year. J's illustrations. I think they both do comics. Wow, Mr. J. So if J's. I have mixed you guys up, I apologize. But you didn't listen to this. So exactly. We can but, shit talk on them. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so Mr. J's. I didn't edit that in. Pocket Jack. Yeah, that was that was pure us. Um, you got to quit smoking. Seems like there's somebody. I got. I got yeah, there's off. a lot left. There's a lot. There's yeah, our yeah. great great friends at Dragon's Nest yeah, and Durthans. Yeah, and uh, of course, yeah, coming um, back for the fiftieth year yeah. is both Durthans and, and Christine, which I don't think she's Crystal Elf anymore. <laughs> She's changed it. I think she changed it before. Oh. And I could be completely wrong. She could have changed it to Crystal Elf, but I'd have to look. Hun, get on brand and stay there if you're going to have name value. But anyway. I could very well be the one screwing it up. But I think... I think that might we might be a name behind, but okay. the new name will be proudly advertised. Exactly, and we got to give her props. She has been there since the very, very beginning, the very first long con. Wrong. Yep. No, she was there. The no, she wasn't. One. She absolutely was. How many vendors did we have at the first long con? Two. Okay, who were they? Uh, her and someone else. Okay, folks. So if you ever have to go to court. <laughs> And rely on somebody as your key witness. You know which one of us to take. Well, I'll put it this way. We had uh, Eddie and Nicole at the first and the second. Okay. And that was... And they had to leave in the possum second. Possum soup? Hot possum yeah, soup possum, or something like hot that? hot possum soup. Their kid got sick and had to leave. Okay, so that's one. So, yeah. And so that was... They were at the first one and the second one. And then we had then the guy that did next terrain. Next the guy that did terrain. Which, I'm sorry we forgot your name, but you didn't come back to any of the other ones. So. so F that guy. Yeah. And so then... Thanks for the cash. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Um, and then and then she was there as well. So there you Nope. Go. Yes, she was. Nope. Yes, she was. Because there's two more that you forgot, and that's it. From the very first From one. the very first one. Uh, ben was there. Yep. And... This is the one that you're going to get oh, in trouble for no, not remembering. TJ and Leela. Duh. And yeah. which one was it? Okay. That was the first one. No, what, who was selling stuff? Who was selling? Everyone we just mentioned. TJ and Leela. Yeah. What were they selling? They were selling the books. Very good. Leela's book. Leela's awesome books, which TJ, and I don't know where he got the idea. It's so clever to uh, write some adventures that tied into her books, which did quite well as well. And 
Speaking of which, we haven't seen or heard from them lately. I hope everything's okay. Yeah, I think they're doing all right. I think she's back in school is what I heard. Oh, uh, okay. That's one of those things when the you fall out of the gaming group, you mm-hmm. kind of lose touch with people. And yeah, it's shame. slowly but certainly happened. So it's I been know. a while. And but I miss you guys. Yeah, I miss CJ and Lil. They're still D and Ding with that uh, group that I was driving over to Shreveport on Sundays. Oh, wow. So that cool. one's still going. Because they, they were originally playing at Dragon's Lair. Where are they playing now? I have no idea. Probably somebody's house. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Um, but anyway, yeah, and so then there's still other vendors you haven't mentioned. I think. Yeah, because uh, you're screwing us all up. Uh-huh. There is my good friend. I'm screwing it up. The Rock, with uh-huh. his game Ravens, which I'm trying to promote that everywhere I go. It really is a fun game. It must be a hell of a guy. You can get you in for like 15 bucks. Wow, it's, it's fun. It's a fun effing game is that the hands use my quote yep that's cool but as i say in my family we love each other so we just knock the table instead of trying to slap each other until i play oh yeah it's slap in the face time (laughs) it's like i thought you're supposed to slap the card no no but no i will say this the last time we were doing um game night at the dragon's nest which if you haven't been to dragon's nest in kilgore go it's amazingly well appointed. They're the friendliest staff. Uh, the place is really awesome. It's clean. It's it's they've got an incredible s- supply of stuff. Whatever. And uh, but the last time we were there for our local game group or whatever, um, in the next room I could hear all this laughing and hoarding and all this raucousness and i was like what the hell is going on in there and someone's like they're playing ravens and i was like yeah i mean i so sincerely everyone involved signed they were having just uh, just giggling and laughing and having the best time so apparently it's a hell of a game it is really really fun it's very simple hell i'll even be demo demoing it pretty soon wow i'm sure must be simple gets more yeah no mm-hmm. kidding <laughs> if it's got a, like uh what is it on board game geek I want to say they go one to five on their difficulty. Uh-huh. So once it's above a three, I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. do I need to have a degree? You know, is there is there a college complimentary college course for this? Whatever, Lords of Waterdeep 101. <laughs> well, there was one for the people that are much more into board games than me. Maybe like mm-hmm. Chris mm-hmm. will know what I'm talking about. But it's like the clinic or the hospital or something. It's very simple. The blank, uh-huh. and it's a game about being the hospital manager and like where you're going to allot the money and do this and do that. And I was looking at board game geeks or whatever, and it's like the 4.99 out of the five scale or whatever. I was like, I would never even, and there was a guy at the, uh, Etten games for that, uh, swap meet. Uh He had that game and maybe like four expansions. Good Lord. That he was trying to unload on people. I I bet he was trying to unload it. And I, I want to say it was some real cheap price where uh-huh. it was like, that's a good deal. But, but a good deal on a turd, it's still a turd. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that might be this brilliant game, but if it's that, I, that's why I love like Catan because I, I literally taught that one night to an octogenarian and a uh, drunken woman and they grasped it and played it and had fun with it. You know, I mean. But at the same time, I won because of the deeper strategies, you know, that I understood. Yeah, because you played an 80-year-old woman and a drunk. Well, there's that, too. You know. Thanks for taking that <laughs> he, away from he me. He needs to <laughs> pick his crowd well. <laughs> Duh. Anyway. Hey, and how dare you say that? That Because that 80-year-old was sober and sharp, you know. But anyway. And it was a games person. He I looks 
He looks at Matt questioningly. Yeah. Matt is smug with his smugness. All right. Um, Covering up a veneer of uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll narrate this show ourselves <laughs> since you can't see it. Yeah, but but hey, here's a question. There's people like, no, hey. don't take the podcast away. But if so, hey. if we were, <laughs> if we were on, on YouTube, if we did this on YouTube with... <laughs> hey, Eddie, did you have beans earlier? Um, <laughs> the the official puppy of the podcast let out a big snore from under the table. Aww. That's um, how entertaining you are. Yeah, exactly right. But anyway, what would y'all think if we did this live? You know, or not live, but d- did it with a camera for YouTube. But if we do that, if we actually did it where they could see us, then we'd have to get into the video editing as well. Yeah. And the other thing is I like that I can do this unshaven and my hair sticking up and all that. And you guys just hear my, the dulcet tones of my voice without seeing me looking like a street bum. But I did ask if anybody would care if we just started uploading these to YouTube and not SoundCloud and There's nobody a, cares about SoundCloud. Really? Yeah. I, I thought there was like one. Well, remember now Cody's been good about how did I set it up or did you set that up? Where He set it up, but that's all he had to do was set it up. Yeah, but once we load to SoundCloud, it, it ports over to iTunes. I'm, I'm just wondering how many people listen to us on those two formats, but no one's really chimed in, you said. So, so oh, we'll wow. see if anybody here's, screams. Here's your chance. I'd let it know now. Oh, God, no, that's the only way I can listen to y'all is via SoundCloud. But and, we um, pay for SoundCloud. The other ones will usually pay you for uploading your your podcast or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. So that's why SoundCloud might be going away. Yeah. But I hate to get rid of our number on SoundCloud. Our 90,000 listens. That's true. Sometimes when I'm alone at night and it's cold, I go and look at our listens number and feel better about my life. There you go. There you go. I remember when we'd had our like first thousand and we were like twisting our nubblies like, oh, look at us. We're, we're for real. Ooh, yeah, we thought we were hot shit. And now that we've hit 1,100. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. And all because of you. You guys are awesome. You're the best. All right. So we've kind of went huge. <laughs> but it's been entertaining the whole time. Absolutely. That's the important thing. Absolutely. Hey, so we were on... Talking crit. Talking crit last night with Bad Mike and Eric Tinkar. And we talked some crit. We talked crit, a lot of crit. I, I tell you what, I remember again thinking, what in the hell are we going to talk about? And we laughed and riffed and cut up the whole time. I mean, it was, it was, it was a laugh fest. My face ached afterwards from all the laughing and smiling or whatever. So it was really a lot of fun. Definitely y'all should listen to that one episode over and over. Yeah, Yeah. specifically. And only that episode. only that episode, yeah. Why would you need any other episode? Duh, we weren't on the other ones. Yeah. At one point they were talking about comics. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, it's laughing because everybody in the text feeds like, well, let Eddie chime in. Eddie's your comic man. What does Eddie have to say about it? And they didn't let you... (laughs) Well, I didn't want to jump in that in that particular piece of conversation yeah, anyway because I'm yeah. I haven't watched that part of the show again, but it seemed like it was You don't have a dog in that fight. Part of it was I haven't bought a comic in 20 years. And I have. Yeah. I bought a comic and some of the stuff were I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm in there with the get woke and go broke sort of thing. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of this that I don't agree with. And when I heard Thor is going to be a woman, I was like, oh, that's awful. Mm. But I read some of that Thor is a woman. It, it became, you know, Jane Foster mm-hmm. got Thor and there was a good reason behind it. I mean, a good storyline reason. Yeah. So I enjoyed 
some of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, and, 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 and it's not like it was, yep, forevermore she'll be a woman. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, a lot of that we, stuff. We, it's we, like we, temporary. Not to Thor was a frog at one point. So. Yeah, or, and how about Beta Ray Bill? He was a fugly a horse. looking alien. Yeah, horse thing, whatever. Horse faced alien. Whatever Beta Ray Bill is, you know. But yeah, so I mean, it's not like other people haven't been Thor before, you know. The idea is it's the hammer, and, you know, it's not really, yeah. And he's been running around with that axe a lot too after, what was it? Uh, I want to say Secret Wars, but the Infinity Wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. After those movies, because if he's holding an axe in the movies, mm-hmm. you got to hold an axe in the comics. Really? And then they were talking about kind of how uh, MCU is ruining those comics or, or changing versa. it for people. Yeah. And I'll agree to that because it's I'm not. It's not like it ruined it, but it definitely changes. Like Thor's running around with an axe a lot more than a hammer, mm-hmm. or. Captain America is this or Iron Man's that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, they've already like when they did that movie Logan, they introduced the little like vat grown little clone that just is conveniently a female or something of of his or whatever. So they laid the groundwork. Well, that's work. in the comics. I know. And absolutely I know it is. But did she come from the comics or did she come from the movie first? I want to think it came, the idea came from the comics, and that's yeah, what I'm getting so. at over the last five, six years or whatever in comics, they've moved more towards gender bending our favorite characters or you know, washing them one way or another or something. And ultimately it's like, how about write some whole cloth and new idea stories and establish some new legends and heroes. But there are still, I'm not defending everything across sure, the sure. board, but I will say there's still stuff re- worth reading like that, uh, immortal Hulk that I yeah. love so much. Oh, I know. No, that was great. That's a recent comic. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And it's the Hulk and it's Bruce Banner. So I will say but, that, though. Yeah, Bruce Banner doesn't turn into a woman. He doesn't turn purple. He's or, still the ever-loving Green Hulk. He, he's not suddenly Asian or something, you know, whatever. So, But that could they could come up with an interesting reason for that. They could. But it's like, why not just create a whole cloth new character? And I, you know. I think there is an Asian Hulk, Hulk there is. which is Hulkling. I don't I know. I think that's his yeah. superhero and name, again, Hulkling. That's great. It's, right. it's go, go for it, you know. But, again... But a lot of this stuff is temporary, too. Yeah. Like, we'll make him a frog for 10 episodes or yeah. 10 issues, and then we'll go back. Because like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm totally behind. I think it's great. We should have characters that are, are uh, Muslim, black, Asian, Hispanic, American, Indian, whatever. But let's create some new mythos, some new legends. Give them their own comic. And find somebody who's a good writer who comes up with a cool idea for a story. And then we don't, we shouldn't have to subsume you know, this classic other character and right off its coattails by, we know you already invested in Thor, so now we'll make him a black necrophiliac, you know, lesbian or something. It's like, no, you know, how about create a whole new character, you know? Well, I would, the only thing I'll say on the other side of that is there are times when the character can change Mm -hmm. temporarily Mm -hmm. and it's still good or interesting or in a new direction, a new twist. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, if these people are good story writers, they can they can make it. Well, it's comics. I mean, people die and come back to life every other day, and blah blah blah. You know. But just to show that I'm not that understanding, I'm still not going to watch any of the Amazon Lord of the Rings stuff. Oh yeah, God no. That's a it's a bridge too far with me. It seems yeah. like they don't have any of the, they didn't have the rights to any of the real source material stuff. So. Really? Yeah, I don't even think they had the rights to the Cimmerillion. They had the rights to some appendices or whatever. So yeah, they were very limited on what they could do. And again, that's what I'm. That goes right to what I was segues into what I was saying was, okay, 
I think I touched on this last podcast, but in case I didn't or my memory's poor, was you look at like Willow. Lucas couldn't get the rights to The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, so he just said, you know what, I'll write my own story about little people and having wild adventures and journeys and fighting evil villains. And guess what? No one, what? If, when they come back and do this new Willow, as long as they stick to that lore that Lucas already established, it doesn't matter if they go off and do some other crazy shit because it's like, well, it's not like someone out there who's a, a token purist is mad at the, at the rings of power unless there's some willow purist or something. But otherwise, if they have a, a powerful, strong female characters, I'll go look at the first movie. But if they have a powerful, uh, strong black character, look at the first movie. The first movies had that already in them, so it wouldn't be anything new. It wouldn't be like, yeah, that's the typical woke stuff. No, that was in the first movie. You know what I mean? So create something new. Like I said, someone out there, a good writer, could write something that's just as good, would have been a great story, and it wouldn't have to tie it to Tolkien, and they could have done whatever they wanted with it, and no one would have been butthurt. You know what I'm saying? Instead of spending a billion dollars to the Tolkien family to get the rights, just write something whole cloth that's elves and dwarves and orcs and wars and fighting over powerful magical items instead of a ring, make it a scepter or some crap, and ta-da, and you could write it however you want, and no one would get mad. Well, someone would still get mad because uh -huh. there's always people who get mad. And so now you know why I didn't jump into that conversation last night. Yeah. Because it would have just turned into this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I wouldn't even say we're having a, a friendly debate or a debate. Yeah. This is just talking ideas, but yeah. how interesting is it? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a retread. Yeah, actually, some people would be like, they're already like check, checking out or something. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, that's we're not about changing that. minds. Yeah. No, no. And and you said that before. You could talk to your blue in the face. The people out there that are like, oh, I like the Rings of Power, are going to keep watching, it. and the people that don't are going to go, Matt, Matt's right. You know, Rings of Power sucks or whatever. And it's like, oh well. And nobody and nobody has told me how fantastic the rings of power is either it's not yeah. like but you're missing the best thing ever yeah. no it's like the wheel of time mm -hmm. some people are like it's okay and some people are like yeah that one's like okay why am i going to invest into 10 20 episodes or whatever when the best thing i've heard is meh. yeah and that's like i mean i know some people were excited about she hulk hell even to a degree i was because i've said for years i would love to have a she hulk character on TV or in movies because I've always liked She-Hulk as a character in Marvel Comics. And, um, but I, I've, I haven't heard anything good about that. A lot of the, and I know it's more of the, it's so woke now, but I haven't heard anything that great about any of the recent shows. Like mm. nobody has really talked up Moon Knight. Yeah. Nobody's talked up that Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking up She-Hulk. I didn't watch The Hawk. Is that what? It, no, Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I Did you watch that? His, I didn't even know yeah. he had his own show. I didn't watch. What was the Winter Soldier? Soldier and and Falcon. Falcon. Winter I didn't Soldier. watch that one. Yeah. Soldier and the Falcon or something. You watch a couple of them, and it's like okay, but then it uh, it's almost like they're getting lesser and lesser as you go. I liked um, Loki. I think that was all right. I think they're cashing in more. I think because they because they know they can do that and it's, it's printing money. Yeah, it's printing money because it's just like you know what there are those diehard fanboy drooling fanatics that oh boy I get to see you know so and so character on a screen but it's like yeah but demand more expect more don't it's like Star Wars as far as I'm concerned now and I didn't want to go there but I do but it's like like we've said a million times vote with your dollar be righteous if if what you allow to continue will continue if people and and the only thing they understand is dollars and cents if you don't watch it and it's not making money 
they're going to change it. They'll do better. They have to. On the flip side, if you don't support it, it ain't going to be here. Yeah. If you don't go buy something at the friendly local game shop, if you don't come to the friendly local convention, mm-hmm. those are all going to go away because there's nobody forcing it down your throat or has a reason to keep it alive. Absolutely. Except you. Yep. But anyway, yep, yep. Well, that, it's kind of something we touched on last night. We talked about on the last podcast. Yeah, it's just... It, it might not be tomorrow or months from now or a year from now, but the, there's long range plans at Hasbro to, to make D and D more profitable. And those plans include screwing over the very businesses that made the game popular. And that just seems really like I said, there's nothing wrong with making a profit, but screwing over the very people that help establish your product. That's really crappy. That's really crappy. But anyway, um, so do you watch any, uh, TV? Yeah, we don't even have pop culture really to talk about that in this one, folks. So we're just loosey-goosey. If you've loved this so far, it's going to continue to get better. But I think you said you were watching the old Star Trek. I finally finished that first season because it's like what they're hour long and watch them in dribs and drabs after work. But I've I've really enjoyed them. I love that old uh, experimental color. And it's neat to see the stories again now as an adult because I haven't watched them since probably the reruns in the 70s and 80s. So I was a kid to seeing it through the a child's lens and I loved him and out through the adult lens. It's kind of interesting, different perspective. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying them and they they still hold up. I say, so I got caught up on American dad. Okay. Which apparently you don't love. Well, I mean, and you know. some of these more recent seasons, especially the most recent season had, did have some Turkey episodes, but mm-hmm. it's still a million times better than uh, family guy yeah. now. The new Archer is kind of the new Rick and Morty's are okay. And I still haven't watched it because you went meh about them. You know, I'm trying to think what the most recent episode was because I think the one we talked about last time might have been Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Thanksgiving episode was pretty good, and I think mm-hmm. there's another which one. is hilarious because last oh, year's Thanksgiving fortune episode, episode was. You know. There was a fortune cookie episode. Oh. I like that one. That was pretty good. That was cool. But a lot of them are getting to where it's like, it wasn't as funny as it used to be, but it was interesting. Hmm. Especially the one like the Knight family, where that one was almost a horror. Oh, wow. Well, and, and I guess that's it. At least if, if as what was historically a comedy, if you can't be funny, at least be interesting. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of these, it's like, maybe they would be better served if they had ended on season three or something like that and you could fondly remember it but none of that's going to happen anymore because you have to milk it completely dry the 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 the, the odd irony is that we had these long waits in between but they had enough time to maybe brew together a half dozen decent ideas or something and once they finally got greenlit by uh what adults swim or whatever, like, we, you know, we're, we're guaranteeing you 70 episodes when they were, then they, the pressure's off and they're like, ah, we can just relax and rest on our laurels and you're not getting the best product out of them. Maybe we were better off when there were that year long wait in between seasons Maybe or something. We were better off when we were at our 10th podcast. Yeah. We just ended there. Uh-huh. That definitely wouldn't have been our high note though. I don't even remember what number 10 was, Me either. but we've gotten better and better until this episode. And then that started the market decline. <laughs> And then they decided to do that live episode. Woof. And that was what ended it all. We had to go jump a shark. That's right. So, uh, oh, I've been watching the new season of Handmaiden's Tale. Oh. And 
I think last podcast I was talking about how Cobra Kai had done some really cool stuff where they didn't always play the stupid card. Mm-hmm. Like when the one person overhears what somebody else is saying and then they run away before, I could explain if you just come back. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in Cobra Kai, they explained it right there. They were able to catch the person and be like, no, 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 I meant this. And they're like, oh, okay. Where it's like any other show probably would have milked that for the drama and made it a two-parter, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I was really proud of them for that, for walking away from a lot of that stuff. Well, the latest episode of Handmaiden's Tale, boy, they just walked into every bit of that. You're like, this is the most stupid decision they could make. This is the most obvious thing to get them back in the action. So they have to do it. And it's like, oh, my God. I still like the show, but that that was kind of a waste and a bummer of an episode where it was just like, Okay, everything's going great now, so you know we have to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's... How will we bungle this? Yeah. Kind of like, I guess, when The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. when they had the prison all set up, uh-huh. you're like, they're in a freaking fortress now. Yeah. How can anything ever go wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it will. Yeah, absolutely. Or otherwise, what would the show, why would why continue if there's not mm-hmm. a drama? Because it'd be, you know, it's funny, like, how long would you watch, or kept watching The Walking Dead if, like, they lived an idyllic life and they're growing crops and, you know, do, 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 you know, I mean, now you, you've got to create, you know, drama. Which is one thing, I was talking about that comic, The Crossed, where instead of being zombies, they're just insane people. Oh, wow. So they're still alive. You can still shoot them full of holes and you don't have to be like only headshots count yeah you know but they were talking about a bunch of them they were like we don't have to worry about it because they're so insane Mm -hmm. they won't get in out of the weather when that first good hard freeze comes they're done yeah so i was like see that in the illogical world that we're having at least that introduces that too and then they're like oh and why didn't they all die out because of X, but at least they take it into consideration. Yeah, because that's like, yeah, people I've seen before like debunk like how The Walking Dead couldn't make sense all those years because it's like, you know, the zombies would have, you know, froze and their organs would have ruptured if you were up north or down south, putrefaction and bugs and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you know, and there's not enough people left for there to be this constantly... I mean, even if you say, well, some of those zombies would rot away, but new ones are being made. No, there's not enough people left that are breeding and blah, blah, blah. No, there, there's, there's a line in the sand. And I mean, the show was supposed to have taken, like they would do time leaps mm-hmm. in The Walking Dead of years. But I laugh how um, someone was talking about they had done a time leap and it was supposed to be probably a few years in the future. Or what was it? But how they talked about like there was a vehicle that was sitting there abandoned and covered in dust that they put dust on it, but it was like a vehicle from the previous year. So you know, the vehicle should be from when the, the, the bad thing happened or before. And they were like, t- which most people wouldn't catch that. But some person, there's a real car person's like, Hey, that vehicle's last year's well, model. Cause they were paid to advertise. That's their product placement. Yeah. I, I almost spit out my Coke when I saw it <laughs> because original Coke is the one for you. <laughs> and if you're in Texas, then that can mean whatever. Yeah. Whatever. A Coke. What flavor? What flavor? Dr. Pepper. That's right. And then you put peanuts in it. Heck yeah. Which is a callback to last night. Exactly. A nice, a nice choking hazard for us Southerners. <laughs> Did you ever do that, by the way? Nope. Did you ever have any uh, peanuts in your Dr. Pepper? But I do remember... Not well, even when Barbara Mandrell was singing about it? Yeah. Um, I worked at a little 
country Rest store. in peace, Loretta Lynn, by the way. Yeah, yeah R.I.P. Loretta Lynn. And, and, and I will diverge to that. I like the song that you posted on Facebook. I'd heard people talking, I'm going to take you to Fifth City, and I never knew where that came from. I'm telling myself, so it was Loretta Lynn. And I loved, I listened there, listened to it, and I was like, that's great, man. I was like, that is awesome. Got no time for double R's. Sorry, double R. You're, you're poopy. You know, it's podcast time. Double yeah. R. He's calling us right now. And, and many a time when he's called it like this and I've, he's like later on, like, well, you, you hung up on me. Oh yeah. This is Thursday podcast. And I'm like, you know, better bruh, bruh, double R. Come on, man. Come on. But anyway, <sighs> but yeah, but Barbara Mandrell. Barbara Mandrell. Oh uh, yeah. So working a little country store, I remember people that would come in and buy a Coke and a little bag of peanuts. And this is the South. They'd get those spicy peanuts and put that in there. I'm like, damn. Oh, hmm. yeah. And I love one guy. It was He was probably, probably a couple times a week. It was a bottled Diet Coke and the spicy peanuts. And he'd, you know. And now, see, I'm just curious on that if it would all kind of wash off. Well, I guess, but it goes then into Then get the into Coke. the soda. Is so actually the soda's going to be warmer. like spicy, you know, hot and spicy Diet Coke or whatever. Speaking yeah. of that, uh, I let my son have some of that delicious jalapeno lemonade at <laughs> cowboy, cowboy chicken, chicken. Matt, Matt got me with that months back he was like try some of that and I'm like ah, this is the worst thing I've ever had there's something off putting about spicy drink so I was like John you're weird enough you, you might actually like this because he's kind of got that sweet hot sweet tooth that the gene too where i was yeah. like you you might like it this is not a horrible trick but it was a horrible trick <laughs> it was kind of like the time y'all put a uh, uh, celery salt on his popcorn you know oh that wasn't a horrible trick that was just a big mistake yeah he was like that's stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that story he will not tolerate celery salt yeah heck no smart man ah <sighs> goodness goodness gracious so movies none right haven't had the time. I mean, we just cast what a week ago, and I've been super busy. Video games, yeah. I know you haven't had any times for that. You've been I, uh, playing I've, with other things, exactly. But I've had uh, cravings for seventy six. Oh, seventy six has a new story thing. So yeah. I don't think you've done absolutely everything. I think you've missed some updates, right? I'll say that I think I might Did you have do the Brotherhood of Steel. I might have brought Brotherhood of Steel up to you, and then you jumped on it, and I thought I'd live vicariously through you, and you I think, told me about it. But no, I didn't even do that. So I've got. When I get back on, I've got so now they've stuff got to play. the pit. Oh, dun dun! So I'm assuming maybe that's Pittsburgh, like it was in Fallout Three. Somebody will be out there correcting me, but but I haven't looked into it. But I know it's supposed to be new story stuff finally because mm-hmm. there were a couple of updates that came along after Brotherhood of Steel, but uh-huh. they didn't add any real story stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bah. Well, I know that. Um, I, that's me. I, I get on Reddit a bit sometimes because I hate myself. And, uh, I, you know, it's I, one of the Reddits I look at a lot is their 76 one. And I, people were whinging about the pit because I guess they did away with nuclear winter, which is a shame because we towards the end of my playing time, we were playing having fun with nuclear winter. And so they did away with that. Well, I guess the pit is supposed to replace that. Like there's dailies you do with the pit. And people, Yeah, people were whinging about it. Because I hope there's actual new story. Well, no, stuff I, I, to I think do. I think there's new story stuff, etc. But tying into it is, 
there's like a thing where you have to go around doing this. We kind of like think about it when they introduced the you know the evil faction and the good faction, or like the the raiders and the settlers, or whatever. Remember those those little daily things you could do to accrue points with them in favor and unlock this, this, and this. Well, there's something like you do these quests to get batteries or something, and you use the batteries to fire up the whatever and then there's an event where there's something big and nasty that shows up you know and everyone comes together and fights it sound familiar well what was it like instances that they introduced i wasn't really a big fan of those either because yeah. it was like hope you get a good group together uh-huh and i hope that like the monsters that drop the cool stuff that like you don't get stuck having to go fight the one beast in that one hallway that's real far away by the time you run there t he you didn't get a sh- you didn't get you didn't wound it at all so you get you, nothing you get no, no cruel loot and it's like wow you could have you need to program that a little better because someone's got to hold the hall but that person's not going to get any cool loot when no one's going to hold the hall and the instance will fail you know that kind of thing it's like come on man that's the the mole instance or whatever you know but no, I mean, overall, Love 76, a lot of the the shade that people fling at it because, yeah, when it first came out, it was not a finished product. You know, shame on Besta. Where have you been? Besta's been doing this stuff for, you know, 20 years. But um, but no, I mean, it's it's a full product now. There's a lot of cool instances and stories and quests and content. It, it's a full fleshed out game. And you can go get it now at a, a game to go for what what does you think it retails for these I'd days? I'd say 14. Yeah, which is what I bought it for two years ago or yeah but i think it's gotten a little bit more a little instead of like completely dropping in value at least it can kind of hold now at that low value but yeah i wouldn't be terribly surprised if you found it for 7.99 and that'd be cool because it sure beats hell out of 70 dollars or whatever but anyway but speaking of flawed games Mm -hmm. the one that i have been playing lately Uh is no man's sky again i was waiting to hear that which is pretty funny because i go back and look at my save game i've got Mm -hmm. one save game from 2018 oh wow run one from 2020 with gary right and now i've got one at 2022 i was like i guess i get the itch for that every two years the two-year itch um but i've been playing that again that one was one where it first came out and everybody's like, this is the worst. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty fun game. They've added in settlement management, kind of like what what's the Fallout 4? Fallout 4 had the settlements, yeah. So they're always under attack by something or they always need you to build something. Mm-hmm. So they've got that going on. Do you have to keep them happy, that kind of thing? Yeah, there's a happiness meter and how much cash they mm-hmm. have in the bank. Mm-hmm. Yep, nothing new there, but, but you still, ha- but it works. They've made it where you have like, uh, armored exosuits. Oh, wow. So I'm trying to think of a good example. It's not like you're in a Gundam where it's just massive. It's probably, say, 15 foot tall. Oh, okay. But you're still maybe more like a aliens. Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. Where you're in kind of that type of suit. It's a little uh-huh. bit more awesome than that. Mm-hmm. And I, I apparently they came out with a thing where you can put an AI in it so it can follow you around and oh, watch your back. Nice. That's so cool. that was kind of cool. And they've put in like dune buggies and all this kind of... Every so often they'll have a big update. They're still... Making doing content for well good was it and i love that at least say what you will but when you figure unlike back in the day i'm used to mmo days where it's like all right you bought the game up front all right, i'm done right nope you gotta pay a monthly fee and most of these computer games everybody goes computer supremacy computer but with i found like ps4 oh i bought the 76 game disc and periodically Bessett is putting out new content for fallout 76 or but eventually they can turn that off and even if you own the disc 
too bad you can't get into the servers so oh wow so there is that it it will eventually go away and we touched on that i think a little bit Mm. last night about Mm -hmm. the even if you physically own it you may not be able to do anything with it yeah but that's definitely people that are just like i'll just buy the digital copy yeah well you know, good luck with that. Yeah, it's better. Not to, me. I'm still buying physical. And that's me. I, I'd rather. I, I won't lie. I did get. Because um, for honor, that's good. No, I think it's got an offline mode, a, a very small one. But yeah. for the most part, for yeah. honor will be done. Exactly. When they turn down the servers and, and 76. Funny you and should ESO. That. I've, uh, that's the two things I've had the urge for lately is Fallout 76. I've wanted to kind of play it again. And for honor, a couple nights I've come home. Like I said, want to blow off a little steam. I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch a full hour-long episode of, of the original Star Trek. Now I'm like, you know, it'd be cool, a couple quick matches to blow off steam in For Honor. I miss that. I used to love coming from work, and I'd fight. I had that dude. I played the different guys. I love the big, heavy-set Asian guy with the. I used to know the name of it. The big. It's like a Bose. The big something. Isn't the, it? the big old, you know, Sabuto or whatever. It's the big spiked club kind of thing, or has big no- nodules on it. And then I so I like the guys. <laughs> Either the guy with the great big club or the guy with the hammer, the Viking guy, the the Jotun or whatever. But uh, I had so much fun hitting people with that sledgehammer. Do you get a tinge of nostalgia whenever you see a conqueror run by? The guy go. with the mace, the uh, knight with the mace? Because uh, I played the crap out of that. Yeah, you did. You played the poop out of it. I like, like we told the story before, where the guy first... <laughs> First, we ran to a guy that like looked just like Eddie's guy. Eddie goes up to him going, doing the, the roar and cheer at him. And the guy cheered back. And then the next game, he shows up and the guy looks just like mine. And I started doing the big belly slap emote thing. And he's doing the belly slap. And we were like, this guy's hilarious. You know? well, he wouldn't do it at first. That's the yeah. rest of the story. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I had to like follow him around doing the, doing rah, the roar rah, until he rah, finally rah, did until it. Finally, he's like, you made him. Like, ah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't get a harumph out of this guy. Yeah. And then he showed up the next time same character as you and I was like well now you've got to do you yeah. got to peer pressure him into it and, and we he did, did it right off the bat because he's like alright I see how this is going to yeah, go yeah I see how it's going to go but I don't know if it's the same guy but that seemed like that same night we played with the guy who if you're really into the game you could do a whole color scheme on your armor and stuff and I love one guy had Texas his armor and that was pretty cool I liked it his shield and his armor was the the one star and the blue and the red and it was pretty cool I'm enjoying my long con tumbler. I know. So wonderful. So, oh yeah, back to No Man's Sky. So if anybody out there is playing Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. which is the Nintendo cutesy game, mm-hmm. I think this is very much that game where it's like, you need 50 of these before you can build this. And then once you've got that build, you're going to need 100 of these and 100 of those so you can build this. It's the never-ending grind. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife has just started playing the, let me look it up so I can say it correctly again, but it's the Disney Dreamlight Valley. Dreamlight Valley. So it is very much Animal Crossing in the Disney setting. Oh, wow. So instead of like Animal Crossing, it's like, I've got this fluffy little uh, teddy bear that follows me around when I go mine this stuff. Mm -hmm. And in uh, No Man's Sky, it's like, I've got to go over to this deadly planet where no life can survive for any amount of time except for me because I've built up my spacesuit enough mm-hmm. and my armored AI will go with me mm-hmm. and watch my back. This is Disney characters. So it's like, okay, I got to go over here and mine some stuff and Mickey Mouse will watch me. <laughs> <laughs> but for the Disney fan or animal crossing fan in your life, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend that it's, 
pretty much out on every system. And I think it's a beta release or pre-release or however you want to call that, where it's like you're going to get the bugs. The bugs. You've got bugs. But my wife is totally into that right now. Cool. Well, good. So she will recommend it to you. There you go. So that's it for video games. Any comic books? I recently read Transformers Autocracy. Yeah. Which is kind of a reimagining of back in time on Cybertron when all this started and Optimus Prime as a cop. Speaking of Transformers. Is there more than meets the eye? Someone's in a cool Transformers game at the long con. Finally. Yeah. Finally. And I was told, I was like, you know what, bravo, because I know you are a big, big fan. It's a chance to role play and live your dreams. There should be some benefit to running a con. I was like, bravo, sir. Enjoy. Enjoy. I guess that's one that I can never buy now because it's Hasbro Watsy. But they came out with a Power Rangers game, Uh a G.I. Joe game, Uh and the Transformers game. And I don't Uh know if the Transformers books have actually released. I think maybe Power Rangers and G.I. Joe came first. G.I. Joe might have came first, Power Rangers second, something like that. But, But, yeah, I've been wanting to play a role-playing game in that setting for a long time and i would love to play a war game in that setting oh yeah a tabletop war game why not they're already huge robots they turn into tanks and And, jet fighters and and, and how cool if you had some figs about the a big enough that you could have some pretty cool detail so y'all can't see like like why am i doing it but my fingers are about two and a half three inches apart so yeah, I mean, but that'd be cool to have something about that scale and have a typical, you know, four foot by three foot map, you know, like a city street or something on one side, other side could be a blasted hellscape, whatever. Yeah, yeah that, no, that'd be brilliant. Hmm. hmm. You could even give it the Mordheim treatment. Oh, yeah. Instead of, is it the Weird Stones in that or was it some other... What was their yeah, thing but, that you're always fighting for? Yeah, it was weird. So in this case, what's the cool mineral? Energon. Energon. So you're, you're fighting for Energon, and you're like you got your little skirmish group. You know, you got your one leader guy and maybe four or five underlings and go, you know. So wh- who would be your dream team in that? That's a good question because it's like, well, if you're going to do the role-playing game, you'd want to be Optimus Prime, right? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Because only one person can do that. Like if you're playing Star Wars, mm-hmm. only one guy can be Luke and yeah. only one guy can be Han Solo. So, yeah, like pick one of the people you would think of as one of the lieutenants under Optimus Prime. Well, f- probably for the more casual fans, the Decepticons would be easier. Like you've got Megatron and Starscream. Mm-hmm. So you could do that really easy. Or... Uh, if you did it where you had one big leader and a lot of little minions, I'm saying, yeah. then you could do Soundwave because mm-hmm. he's the one that's the cassette mm-hmm. recorder. So yeah. you could have all his little cassettes as the minions where it's like he costs a billion points, but his little guys don't cost anything, but you can have a ton of them, almost like Zerglings or something in yeah, yeah. And that's StarCraft. Cool. See, these are already neat ideas, bro. See? Yeah, idea, man. Um, but no, I'm, I'm tickled that you're going to get a chance to play in that, so that's cool. Because um, it was a good sport. Years ago, we had a special guest uh, that was one of the guys who was somebody back in the day with D and D or whatever. And I didn't even asked, but he's like, "How'd you like to play in that guy's game?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "All right." I said, "I, I made sure you were in the game." I'm like, "Thanks, bro." And I went and played. Well, I think it's me and one other guy in the game <laughs> no, right there's now. There's two so. other. I looked last time I looked. It was unless somebody's left the game. And even the guy if, that's running it mm-hmm. is it's his first time at the con. 
Oh, wow. It was his first time running something at a con. Wow. So on top of that, I wanted to throw him a little bit of support, sure, too. Absolutely. But no, I, as soon as I saw there was a, a Transformers game, I was like, I'm to let Eddie know. And I said, who am I kidding? He's already in it, you know. No, it'd be like if there was, a, I don't know. Mad Max, uh, Valley of the Dolls crossover or something. I was going to say Playboy Club 66. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Welcome to the party, swingers. <laughs> See, there's your next one. That's our collab. <laughs> That's too funny. I laugh because somebody was giving me poop about, like, what was it they were talking about? You and, you know, old, tracks of land. old B movies and, you know, boobies. And I was like, what? What? He yeah. likes B movies as long as the B stands for booby. Yeah. Well, I, then in that case, I like more the double D, you know, hot, wah, wah, you know, uh, enough about that. Um, so anywho, yeah, yeah. So we're really, that's, so yeah, we were talking about Transformers. You'd read the comic. Uh, what else? Any comics, books? That's it. But I'm trying to find, and we'll have to decide what the exchange is going to be on this, but I'm trying to find the perfect comic, Transformers comic to force upon Matt to give him an appreciation. But oh. I've got to find the right one. There are a lot of nominations. And I've got it. I sent you that one quote that they had done with Optimus Prime the other day. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who he's quoting, mm-hmm. but it was like talking about government. Uh-huh. And it was like, the first question is, what are the limits of your powers? And the second limit is, who do you work? Or the second question is, who do you work for? And the third question is, how do we get rid of you? Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty damn deep uh-huh. for a piece of plastic designed to sell toys to me 50 years ago. No, yeah. And I know I love that. I was like, ooh, la la. You, you knew who you were sending that to. I was like, yeah. I haven't posted it because I'm like, I, I try to watch what I post these days. There's one little thing. It's a, it's a cute little kitten wearing a teddy bear outfit. And he's peeking. He's like, hey, hey, don't scroll away. Hold up a second. I want no to new taxes. And it's like, I love you and you're great. And don't trust the government. <laughs> Taxation is theft. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was like, ooh, I want to post that. But anyway, um, but yeah. Anywho, well, we don't really have a topic for today, do we? But we've managed to waste an hour of your time. Have we really? I told you. We we were like, this would be the shortest one ever. But yeah, but we've had fun riffing. (laughs) We hope you've had some fun. God, I hope so because, you know. But that's that's like I said, we have fun with this, so, yeah. But if you didn't enjoy it, we need some content, people. We've got a Twitch show coming up Tuesday. So we were on Talking Talking Crit Crit last last night. Well, a week ago, we did the makeup podcast. Uh So we do a podcast, then we do Talking Crit, then we did this. Now we're about to do the Twitch show. Mm -hmm. So I've said the well isn't dry, Mm -hmm. but the water is muddy. Yeah. yeah. So give us some some tips. Give us some good letters. Absolutely. Uh, Say horrible things about me and Matt. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Particularly Eddie. As long as it makes us laugh. Exactly. There's that. Yeah. And you don't do anything to jeopardize your VIP status at the long con. Exactly, Jason. I mean, what? Anyway. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. I can tell by that clock on the wall that we're all out of hit points. Who? Gotcha. 